The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A proposed EU nature restoration law that requires a compulsory re-wetting of vast tracts of agricultural lands in Ireland will place extreme pressure on farmers and fears are growing in the agricultural sector that their land will be damaged beyond repair. But is the issue of re-wetting causing tension within the coalition? Well, to find out, we're joined by Billy Keller, Fianna Fáil MEP for Ireland South, and we're also joined in studio by Malcolm Noon, Minister of State for Heritage and Electoral Reform and Green Party TD for Carlo Kilkenny. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, let's uh, start off with you, Minister. This proposal, where did it come from? Because it is EU-wide. And did we have a part in designing it? Well, I suppose the first thing to say today is International Biodiversity Day. We know that nature is in crisis, Pat, and we know that 85% of our habitats are in unfavourable condition. We're losing a lot of our iconic bird species. Uh, Two-thirds of them are either on the red or amber list. And we're talking about our puffins, our curlews, corncrakes. A lot of our farm birds are in, in crisis. So I think the Nature Restoration Regulation has come out in recognition of the fact that across Europe we need to do something more drastic because what we've done today it hasn't worked. We also know too and I think this is we're dealing with the farming sector here this is only one small part of the, the regulation but the fact is that uh, farming it benefits from nature hugely and nature it can't uh, thrive without farming and farming can't thrive without nature. So we need farmers and farmers okay. farming to, to help support now, there, this there restoration are, agenda. I'll come back to you about what uh, role we played in the negotiation of this thing but uh, new binding targets suggested by the law are to restore habitats and species protected by the EU nature legislation, reverse the decline of pollinators by 2030 no net loss of green urban spaces by 2030 and a minimum of 10% tree canopy cover in European cities. Yeah, that, that seems uh, a bit. Uh, anyway, we come okay. improve biodiversity on farmland uh, for grassland, butterflies, farmland birds, high diversity landscape features, restore drained peatlands, healthier forests with improved biodiversity, at least 25,000 kilometer free flowing rivers by 2030, restore seagrasses and sea bottoms. A number of things affecting us there. But what was our input into the negotiation of this? Our input through the last year in particular has been through uh, our negotiations with um, the European Commission and we've played a very strong and active role first of all developing a, an all of government position we've worked w- closely with the Department of Agriculture with Department of Environment for uh, an Irish position that will work for in, in an Irish context we know particularly in the farming side of it that vast majority of our land in Ireland is privately owned it's actively farmed mm-hmm. so it has to work in an Irish context and every member so state So does that mean that nobody who privately farms land will be affected by this? The, no the, the reality from the point of view of the rewetting which is the, uh, the this seemed to be the contentious part of this article 9 of, uh, 9.4 of the of the, regula- the proposed regulation is that we would uh, rewet a significant proportion uh, of, of our agricultural lands and the vast majority of this can be achieved through um, our our publicly owned lands. But Borden and Mona are already well on the way with a lot of that type of work. So I think the... in the You're av- saying that the big bogs, the blanket bogs that we had, which were harvested by Borden and Mona, um, that they would take up the bulk of the rewetting? Yeah, they would. And I think the figures uh, around seven, 7.5% of our agricultural land by 2030 is proposed. And that's about a third of what we've already committed to under the Climate Action Plan. So the proposed regulation would uh, see... Uh, up to about 77,000 of, of rewetting of 77,000 hectares of peatland being rewetted. Already, there's already work underway around 33,000 hectares of that uh, through Bornemona. Okay. And I think what we're talking about in terms of the of agriculture, 
farmers input into that would be a, a, a very, very small proportion of that, possibly up to about 13,000 hectares. And anything on that would be done after 2030 with farmers would be done on a voluntary basis. And we explain so this, this is compulsory. The, the, this extra 13,000 of land that is currently in agricultural use would be re-wetted. Now, how does that work? Do you do you buy it from them? No. Do you pay them it, to do it? It wouldn't be compulsory. It would be on a voluntary basis. So we but already does have... Does it really not say these are binding targets? The targets will be binding, but the ability to try and meet them through a nature restoration plan, which is developed on a country-by-country basis, would be done on a voluntary basis. So, for instance, today, uh, that we have a project up in the northwest of Ireland around Donegal, Mayo and Sligo and, and into Galway called Wild Atlantic Nature, where payments are being given to farmers and they would re- receive payments anything from 800 euro to 10,000 euro for nature restoration measures on their land to re-wet upland blanket bogs. So a lot of projects like this already exist. Do you think it can be done painlessly then? There, there, there's nothing painless in this and I think I think, the, but the reality is we want to do it in a way that works for farmers and, and very much uh, I've met with the ICMSA I've met with the Natura Hill farmers most recently I spoke with the IFA uh, at a, a very uh, large meeting in Tullamore and we very mu- much want to reassure the farming community out there that any of the targets that need to be met on agricultural land will be done so on a voluntary basis and we will be developing a fund I, I'm of the view that we can't do a true existing mechanisms. We need to develop a strategic fund for nature that will give long-term certainty to farmers mm. to help them on this journey. Okay, um, therefore, Billy Kelleher, a Fianna Fáil MEP for Ireland South. Billy, no problem, nothing to see here, according to Malcolm. Well, I mean, the legislation hasn't been approved yet, so we're still in the discussion stages. So, I mean, uh, Minister Noonan is outlining the government's position, the, the position of the, of, the, of the council, but the parliament's position is quite extreme and has gone a long way further than where, where we'd like to be being truthful. So that's the position I'm in. I can only negotiate and debate and try and influence the parliament's position. And they have uh, gone for extreme targets, way and above and beyond even what the Commission's proposals were, which were already difficult. And I think that's accepted due to the fact that the Irish government has uh, tried to reduce the targets from the original proposals. So if we are to uh, move forward and, uh, and, you know, end up with targets uh, near the Commission's proposals or the Parliament's proposals, well, then we would be in a very difficult position in Ireland. And there's no point in saying otherwise. If we had to comply with the regulation as passed with the extreme targets, there would be massive pressure on okay, the so, Irish so state to, to, to get down to brass tacks, how many hectares, if the parliaments, as you put it, extreme targets uh, were to be laid down as a requirement, how many hectares of currently farmed land would have to be re-wetted? Well, I mean, the target is for 77,000 hectares um, um, by the Commission's proposals. Yeah. Uh, the, the Parliament's position goes way above and beyond that. So we will be talking about... Do you know what it all- is? Yeah, well, it, 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 it's, it's up to 50% by, 50, by 2050. So it, it's, it's a staged basis from 2030, 2040, 2050. But at the end of the day, we do not have enough land in state ownership uh, owned by Board Namona or Quilta or others that would be able to comply with that if the Parliament's position was passed. So we have a long way to go to ensure that we don't have huge um, you know, pressure on farm uh, communities across the Midlands, uh, large tracts of Ireland. Bearing in mind, 43% of our land is peat-based in one way or another. And if we were to comply with the proposals put forward by the Parliament, it would have a catastrophic effect on our ability 
to implement those proposals uh, and we would have to go uh, on a mandatory okay. route so, and so that is the concern I have. Minister Malcolm Noonan, the, the question is not really the Commission's idea, it's the Parliament's idea to be more extreme and bearing in mind the nature of Ireland, we're a boggy place that yeah. if they insisted on so much of the peatland being re-wetted, <laughs> you know, it would be devastating for agriculture. It, it won't. And and I think, um, you know, I think there, as, as Billy has said, there's a distance to go here. Yet the Swedish presidency has already proposed reducing the 2050 targets from 116,500 uh, hectares to 83,000. That's quite significant. And we're talking then um, around peatland extraction sites in this country, about 77,500. That's, that's quite significant. So we can meet the 2030 and indeed possibly the 2040 targets by using state land. And I think what we're talking about thereafter will be about, 30, about 13,500 hectares, which can be, will be managed on a voluntary basis. And, I, and it was very clear when I met with the IFA last week that this would be on a voluntary basis. So I think there's a, I think there's, see this as an opportunity for rural Ireland. I see it as an opportunity to put in a long-term funding mechanism to support farmers to do it. And I think it's important that we continue the negotiations in a positive frame and, and I continue to meet with farm organisations and try and keep them on track mm-hmm. to ensure that we support this. Because what, this what is, is currently grown on those former bogs? that have been dried out? Most of them are degraded peatlands. There's very little on them. So you're talking about blocking drains and ensuring that they can regenerate and start growing sphagnum moss again and sequestering carbon and also then enriching biodiversity on those lands as well. So I I think a lot of the work that's been done around wild Atlantic nature has supported farmers in the upland. Billy, I mean, there's there's two things here. I mean, the difficulty here is there's an assumption that it's the council's position will be the final position. And that is not just factual, Minister. I mean, there's a long way to go. The Commission's proposals already will put pressure on Ireland. And if we are to even meet halfway between Parliament's position and the council's position, we will have a very difficult position in Ireland. And there's no point in us putting a tooth in that. And the idea that we could, you know... uh, comply with that regulation by re-wetting bogs without it having any impact on neighbouring lands. And I'm not a hydrologist, but I know one thing for sure. If you start raising water tables, it does have an impact in surrounding areas. There's no impact assessment done on us. So we are still unsure as to the final outcome, number one. And number two, whatever the regulation will comply us to um, implement, we are unsure because we've no impact assessments done on water table raising, what is what is actually posed in terms of rewetting? So there's a long way to go. Just to be clear, Pat, I'm not against the rest of it. I voted for the overall package. But when you have a legislative proposal that is extreme, way above and beyond what the minister uh, is supporting in the council, it's simply not uh, possible for me to go down the road of just giving a blank check to the European Parliament to decide how uh, communities live in in Ireland. And that's my role. So I mean th- that that's what I'm paid for okay. is to represent Min- minister, the people that, that are impacted. You you. Re- wet bogs, therefore you allow the water table to rise uh, then the, the fellow next door has a problem. Yeah, there's a, a really interesting proposal in Pat O'Toole's article in la, a really excellent piece in last week's Farmer's Journal about the need for a research a research farm and I think he was talking about the implications of higher water tables the impacts on adjoining lands, on parasites multi-species swords, that's really important and we want to embark on that process as well. I think the, the second thing that Pat 
raised in the article was the absence of specifics for farmers and in that absence they can be forgiven for fearing the worst. So what we want to do is give reassurance. We want to continue the channels of communication both here in Ireland. Billy has his work to do in, in Europe in the Parliament and I think the negotiations will bring us to a point where we can we can yeah. all uh, move forward is this in a positive way. I, I don't know I mean how much research has been done. I have uh, one of the documents in front of me and it tells us how bad things are in terms of biodiversity and what needs to be done to encourage pollinators and, and so on and so forth. But their proposal to re-wet peatlands I mean, have they done the scientific research on the effects of that? I mean, you talked about Pat O'Toole's article where they want to have an experimental farm, I suppose, to see what happens when you do it. But should that not already have been undertaken before they set these targets? This reminds me a bit of something we'll be talking about later on, which is the the labelling of alcohol. It's very easy for the minister to say, slap a label on the alcohol because he doesn't have to do anything. He mm. just lays down a rule. This The EU lays down targets. Off you go, lads. Yeah, and we, there's quite an amount of research being done. We're, we're learning an awful lot, of, particularly with the life projects that have been ongoing. I'm talking about Life on Macro, Wild Atlantic Nature, the Waters for Life. There's a myriad of projects out there. There's inno- European Innovation Partnership projects that farmers have been involved in for many, many years. So the learning process is ongoing and it's really good. And I think there's an opportunity to use that learning to bring forward in terms of what we're go- trying to achieve with this. But I I think critically, Pat, I think the, the next few weeks are going to be really important from Ireland's position in ensuring that we d- we can negotiate a good position that works for Ireland as other okay. member states um, are doing. I want to go back to B- Billy, since you're in the Parliament. I mean, have you spoken to colleagues uh, in other countries in terms of proportionality? I mean, are we buggier than most other places? You know, are we going to suffer disproportionately compared to others because they simply don't have the bogs that we have? Yes, well, I'm a member of the Renew Group, and I mean, we would have members from Spain and Portugal and, you know, Italy, Greece, right up to, to Finland and Sweden uh, and then some of the uh, Scandinav- other Scandinavian areas, low-lying countries as well. So, I mean, there's a, a debate ongoing in our political group at the moment, Pat. And I mean, yes, there has to be proportionality on this. I mean, if you look at the Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Latvia, Ireland, he- heavy peat-based soils uh, vis-a-vis, you know, Greece or S- Spain or, or Portugal. So we have to have some flexibility in terms of implementing this particular law if uh, it's passed as by the Commission or by the Parliament as proposals, it would have a profound and a disproportionate effect on on countries like Ireland and Finland. And just finally on the impact assessment, Pat, there has been loads of analysis done on the impact it will have on biodiversity, uh, the outcomes in biodiversity on pollinators, uh, on bees, uh, uh, you know, and and, and the biodiversity in plant life and fauna, etc. But there has been no major impact analysis done on the impact it will have on farmers and on people living in rural communities. And I call for this impact assessment two years ago when the original proposals were published around the whole biodiversity strategy. You simply can't pass laws that have, uh, you know, a legally binding obligations without knowing the potential okay. outcomes, particularly the outcomes on people. All right, uh, Billy, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Fianna Fáil MEP for Ireland South. I want to conclude with you, Malcolm, that uh, question of a 10% tree canopy over European cities by 2030. It yeah. takes a long time to grow a tree. What are they thinking of? I think the idea there is around the cooling effect of trees in urban areas, the the, the 
the ecosystem services. A 10% that trees tree canopy cover of European cities by 2030. Uh, absolutely I mean, achievable. If you, 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 there's many countries. What all, kind of trees all, are they going to grow? Well, that'll grow that fast. There are many urban trees that are really suitable to urban to, to urban areas, and I think that it's important too. If we look at the way the our temperatures have been increasing over the last number of years, and how urban areas really heat up and can become really significantly challenging for many people, I think that urban tree cover is important. I'll just come back to Billy's point about the the impact on people. We have been developing a, a, and supporting a proposal around Euro, around European Peatlands Initiative which will bring that learning experience right across uh, other European countries that have significant yeah, peatlands but, uh, and bringing forward ha- the impact on people I think is critically important. Alright, we leave it there. Malcolm Noonan, Minister of State for Heritage and Electoral Reform, Green Party GD for Carlo Kilkenny. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.